Welcome to On Texas Football. It's time for our weekly edition of the State of the Program. Eric Nolene, publisher, InsideTexas.com, joins me each and every week. Eric, I've got to ask you, we are hours, literally, away from the start of fall camp. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian stepped to the microphone yesterday. Uh, so did Kyle Flood, Pete Kwiatkowski, and Jeff Banks as coordinators. Uh, a lot of stuff to go over this week and what we think and, and what we think and what we're hearing uh, right now behind the scenes. But first, I want to ask you about yesterday's press conference. Your one primary takeaway uh, from Steve Sarkeesian and his group. You know, I don't know if it was uh, from his press conference or from the, the video that he did with you on uh, on this channel. Uh, but, you know, when he mentioned uh, situational football, that was music to my ears, because I think that's. You know, there's so many things that we can dig in and, and dive in on and get information. You know, we, you know, a lot of the stuff that he says, we've been writing pretty much all offseason. But to hear him say that situational football was going to be a big focus, uh, to me, that's exactly what people need to hear because that's really where things tend to break down. Um, I think situationally is where uh, you find out how on, on the same page the, the coaches and the players are on. And, you know, last time that didn't always work out in UT's favor. I think the fact that they have uh, much more experience coming back this season. Uh, the coaches can do uh, put a little bit more load, mental load on their uh, shoulders. You know, I think Sark mentioned their football IQ improving. That's going to happen with time naturally. And, you know, continuity plays into that as well. Um, I expect a much more smarter, much more efficient situational football team. Uh, but it's still nice to hear that Sark is, uh, you know, that was one of the fir first points of emphasis that he had with you. Yeah, I, I really, I, I agree with that. Uh, he not only mentioned that a little bit today, but Pete Kwiatkowski, had four, I said today on, on uh, Tuesday, had four points to make that he wanted to emphasize for his team. Turnovers, yep. better on third down, better on fourth down, and then more sacks. Yep. So that, that sounds to me like getting better on money downs, which is situational, right? Sure. And then big plays. Yeah, How do you yeah. affect the game with big plays? Yeah, I mean, turnovers, a lot of times, turnovers, and we heard this with uh, B.J. Allen a few times throughout the uh, seven-on-seven was he was just kind of in the right place at the right time. You know, the coaches you know, coaches are going to know if the, if the call is right, the coaches are going to have you in the right position. So, uh, you know, turnovers, I think we should see more of that. A lot of that has to do with uh, being assignment sound. Some of it's playmaking, of course, you know, guys that have range or, you know, guys that uh, have a knack for knocking out the ball. That's, that's playmaking. Uh, some of its effort running to the ball pursuit. We saw a lot of forced fumbles last year that I don't think they could recover nearly as many as they could have the ball. The ball bounces funny sometimes. Um, you know, I think third and fourth down that's that a lot of that comes with experience. A lot of that's, you know, matching that experience to the proper play call. So some of that's on the coaches as well. And then sacks, you know, I'm really curious to, you know, August, I'll be paying attention to that real closely is how they manufacture sacks because they don't have a whole lot of dynamic pass rushers. Uh, but that experience allows you to get a little more exotic up front. You know, you're going to trust your secondary guys, uh, to cover the cover the offense, uh, that that's going to free up somebody to come running. Kwiatkowski also mentioned the fact that you know if, if you're sending only four, you're outnumbered somewhere, and then everybody else is manned up. So you have to bring numbers to sort of get number uh, to get uh, advantageous uh, uh, players in, in uh, advantageous positions. So you know I think experience allows you to do more. So that they're uh, you know I think they're going to improve in all four of those aspects through a number of different reasons. But a, a big driving factor is uh, is experience. Speaking with Eric Nalin, publisher, InsideTexas.com. Uh, Eric, I'm going to ask you what you're going to be looking for later today at practice. But first, I want to say thank you to our sponsor. Uh, the state of the program each and every week is brought to you by Adam Lowy of the Lowy Law Firm. If you've been injured in a car wreck or on the job, Adam's been helping injured Texans for decades. Give him a shout, 512-280-0800 
or visit LoweyLawFirm.com for a free consultation today. That's 512-280-0800. Eric, uh, your thoughts on what we're looking for later today when the Longhorns hit the field at Denny's practice fields? You know, it's not going to matter quite as much because uh, we're not going to see him uh, doing any live work. But, you know, I'll, I'll be watching Quinn's footwork quite a bit, you know, um, you know, just make sure the mechanics are on point. I expect him, him to be very sharp. He's not under any duress or anything like that. But you just want to see evidence of him, uh, you know, dropping back, being comfortable, uh, having good timing with his receivers. I'm sure we'll be able to see some of that. Isaiah Nair, of course, I think everybody's going to have eyes on him. People are going to want to get the first video of him out there running. Uh, by all accounts, he's looking really good. Uh, we'll see if he's in it. Well, it, you know, it's probably too early. They're not going to be in full pads tomorrow. I doubt it. Um, but uh, he'll. Pro I wonder if he's in a green non-contact jersey, if that's going to tell us something going forward. Uh, that's two of my main takeaways. But, you know, you're always looking to see who progressed their body. I think uh, I remember when we were, many of us were at spring, and we were kind of looking at each other like, man, these guys look really good. Uh, Ethan Burke is somebody I want to look at uh, just to see if he looks any stronger. It's, uh, I think, a big point of emphasis for him is to, to add strength so he can uh, hold up against the run. I think we feel pretty confident about him as a pass rusher. But – um, you know, he's going to have that. He, he's going to be tested as a run defender quite a bit this year. So uh, overall, you want to see any uh, any gains in strength and conditioning across the board. And then, you know, we'll look at rotations, too. You know how the rotating guys at edge is kind of curious to me. They, you know, Kwiatkowski in his uh, press conference mentioned about, you know, five bucks, five guys that might get a chance at buck. But that just tells you that they don't have a, a, a clear answer there yet outside of maybe Burke. So rotations are something else I'll look at. Um, interesting. Uh, on a Tuesday also, they failed to mention – both Steve Sarkeesian and Kyle Flood failed to mention Savion Red at running back. Uh, we're going to be on the lookout for, for whether or not Red is a, even at practice on, on Wednesday, but uh, we'll, we'll see. They may not have just mentioned him as a possible starter. Uh, we're going to wait and see. There have been some uh, concerns that there might be more to that, uh, but we're going to have to wait and see. Uh, Eric, going back to another thing that was talked about, you talk about players uh, independent players that were mentioned as good off-season guys uh, from those uh, from the uh, uh, press conferences on Tuesday, a couple guys come top of mind to me: Terrence Brooks at corner, Hayden mm -hmm. Connor was mentioned uh, specifically uh, by Kyle Flood as just transforming him his body, and then yeah. uh, I'll tell you another one: Steve Sarkeesian mentioned Jalen Catalan being healthy. Uh, those three guys, that's, those, those are three pretty interesting guys. Yeah. I mean, the coaches are going to have evidence of uh Catalan playing fast out there in seven on seven. So, you know, it's, you know, he didn't participate during spring football. Uh, he got a lot of mental reps, but you know, the guy assimilated from day one. So, I mean, they were excited. He, he, he was, he, he proved his experience right out of the bait, right out of the gates. He, uh, he, he took learning the new, new terminology and playbook very seriously. Uh, now in seven on seven, they get to see him run around. So they're very excited to have him out there. Terrence Brooks, you know, you wrote about him uh, maybe a week or two ago. I've been mentioning him quite a bit. You know, it looks like he's going to be a starter uh, at field corner. Um, he had a very good offseason. You know, sometimes it's just, you know, it's, he came in highly rated. Uh, he had he had some experience ahead of him, uh, came on later, and, and he's really continued uh, to, to progress throughout the offseason. So I expect him to be a uh, – yeah, I think he's going to be the starter. He's the best combination of size and speed they have at the position. Some guys might be bigger like Ryan Watts. Some guys might be faster. But as a pure combo, he's got it. Obviously, he's got the pedigree as well. Uh, and then Hayden Connor, man, I, you know, I think uh, Neto has been good for him. You know, that you talk about competition. We always expect for that competition to work as far as the younger guys improving and overcoming the older guys. But those older guys are, are improving as well. Um, and Hayden's a guy that I've known since he was quite young. 
And I've seen him fluctuate quite a bit from being really athletic and looking almost like a tight end to, uh, to being a little doughy uh, in the midsection and maybe losing some of that athleticism. But, uh, you know, we've written about a number of times that he's, he's, uh, he's slimmed up a little bit. He's worked on his flexibility and footwork quite a bit. Um, and, I'll, you know, that's another guy that we're, we'll probably uh, want to get our eyes on pretty quick. Uh, he's got, I think he's got a good chance to have a strong year. Uh, let me ask you this question. It's, it's a little odd one, but something that I picked up on on Tuesday. Um, Keelan Robinson was discussed at running mm-hmm. back. Yeah. And he's kind of the forgotten man, right? Because you know he's not an every down back. But to, to the point of, uh, let's say this the right way, uh, to the point of uh, Kyle Flood on Tuesday talking about him as, hey, look, the thing about Keelan Robinson he scores a lot of touchdowns. Yeah. You want to get those guys the ball in their hands more, the people that score touchdowns. Texas has guys now, Isaiah, uh, uh, Xavier Worthy, Jonathan Brooks scored a lot of touchdowns for the amount of carries he had, Keelan Robinson, A.D. Mitchell is a touchdown scorer. Texas is starting to have some touchdown scores on offense, in my opinion. You agree with that? J- JT Sanders. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, Jatavian was also uh, highlighted for his 50-50 ability. You know, he had a big uh, a big touchdown on seven-on-seven not too long ago when they went in two-minute drill. Um, some of that situational football that we were talking about. Yeah, they have a lot of guys. You know, Keelan, I think, is going to get, uh, you know, I don't know how many touchdowns he's going to have, but his touchdown per uh, touches uh, is probably going to be a pretty high ratio. You know, he's not going to be a guy that probably hits it on a off-tackle run. I think he's probably going to be someone that uh, does it on a gadget play or, or a screen pass or a throwback or something like that to, to just get him in space. All he, really, all he really needs is a crack because everything's a punt return to him after he, after he finds a little bit of space he's got. Uh, he might be the fastest running back. It's either him or, or Jaden Blue. Uh, Jaden Blue, I think, is going to factor into some of the same plays that uh, that Keelan Robinson gets as well. But um, yeah, they also mentioned Keelan quite a bit on special teams. Jeff Banks couldn't stop gushing about him. You know, when there, we uh, speculated, or we heard speculation that he might uh, leave the program via the portal. Um, special teams was the first thing that came to my my mind. He's he's the dynamo on special teams. Extremely quick off the ball uh, to go for the punt block, and he's he's an aggressive little guy. Uh, here, here's the thing that Jeff Banks really highlighted about him. By the end of the last year, teams were arranging their punt, their punt protection, yeah, up to oppose him. Yeah, and so they need somebody else to step yeah, think, up on the other side right I now. I think Jameson benefited from that at one point as well. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're going to overload, stop Keelan's. It's going to open the door for somebody else. That, you know, that was the theme of uh, of yesterday was the the special teams talk. You know, they they mentioned Keaton Crawford. Uh, Derek Williams is probably going to get a look. Keelan Robinson, we already know. They've got a lot of animals that are super fast and super physical. Um, you're going to want to see. I'm hoping that teams uh, want to bring the ball out this year. But then they also said Will Stone was kicking the ball out of the end zone a lot too. So, Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Um, all right, Eric, uh, it's come to that point. Uh, we're, we're, uh, we're in this situation where literally hours away from fall camp. I have to ask you your big projections right now. What oh, do you man. think? Come what on. do you, I know? Get, we're we, not going to let me get all this August information. No, we got to wait. You got to wait, and we'll we'll play, that'll play out over time. But some big thoughts from you on this Texas football team and where you think they're headed right now: offense, defense, et cetera. Any particular positions uh, that you're thinking you have a that 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 you think uh, some have some pr- pretty strong thoughts on? I guess. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Well, you know, I'm going to write something in the morning about zero-sum football has been uh, sort of made, made Texas football very hard to cover in the past. And, and 2021 was a good example of that, where we had uh, what we thought was going to be a pretty good defensive tackle group based on August practice reports. Uh, but it turns out they were just going up against the inferior offensive line, and the offensive line wasn't very good either. Uh, what we have at our disposal now is the knowledge that the wide receivers are very good and the cornerbacks are pretty good. Um, so if the wide receivers get the cornerbacks one day, it's not because the cornerbacks weren't good. It's because the wide receivers were good. Um, I think we're going to have some of that play um, with the interior defensive line again. We know the def- interior defensive line is going to be good this year. Uh, so if the offensive line has a good day, we know that wasn't because, the, you know, they're just going up against uh, immature or inexperienced players. You know, we know that they're, they're earning it the hard way. Um, if we hear Baron Sorrell had a good day and he was going against the ones, that's a very good sign for Baron Sorrell going forward because he's playing against very good tackles. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm more excited about covering this team because we have uh, – I think we're going to have more of a true read than what we've had in the past because we know the, what, what quality they have in uh, certain positions. Um, speaking with Eric Nolene, publisher of Inside Texas. Right now you can get Inside Texas one month for just $1. That's one month uh, for $1 of InsideTexas.com. You're not going to get that anywhere else uh, right now, uh, anywhere in uh, the best content out there. Uh, for sure. Uh, Eric, uh, my thoughts right now as Texas goes forward, uh, I feel like this is the best Texas team uh, on paper in a decade. Um, I, I'd like to get your thoughts on that. Do you think that this Texas team is that good? Are, are they as good as the, eight, oh, the 2018 team that beat Georgia in the Sugar Bowl? Uh, I mean, I think, you know, they're going to be better than that. That was uh, kind of a one-trick pony offense, uh, was heavily reliant on Ellinger. Um, I think that this offense has has a whole lot more firepower than that. Um, You know, the defense has a lot of experience. That was a pretty good defense, actually, in 2018. They had some players on it. Um, But, you know, I don't think they had the greatest coordination. You know, that that, that, uh, Georgia game was more of an outlier. That that defense or that team set up very well for for, uh, Todd Orlando to shut down. I think the spread offenses definitely gave him some trouble. Um, I think I really like the continuity, the continuity, the experience, the talent level. Um, this is probably going to be the best team I've covered since I've been at Inside Texas since, since uh, I think the end of 2011. So, I, I mean, I'm as excited. I might not be coming across uh, as excited, but that's because, you know, we've all had the, the rug pulled out from under us a time or two. Um, but, you know, it's uh, it's easy to get excited about this team. And, you know, it's not just the players, the culture that, that Steve Sarkeesian has mentioned, um, you know, that that resonates with what I hear as well. Um, there's just so many leading indicators in, in their favor. And that's just the, the internals are, are, are good. The externals are, are in their favor as well, where, you know, the league is sort of down. Uh, OU's not going to be all that great. The record might be okay, but, you know, they're not going to be a good team. Um, Iowa State just lost their quarterback today or is probably going to lose their, their quarterback. Tech is going to be a thorn. Uh, Kansas is a little dangerous. Kansas State is a little dangerous. But the league is not as good as it was last year. 
uh, while Texas is should be uh, considerably better. All right, one final question for you from the state of the program. But first, I need to say thank you uh, one last time to our sponsor each and every week. State of the program is brought to you by Adam Lowy and the Lowy Law Firm. He's been helping to injured Texans for decades. If you've been injured on the job or in a car wreck, uh, give Adam a call. May, may have be uh, entitled uh, to some compensation. 512-280-0800 or reach him at lowylawfirm.com and reach out to him for a free consultation uh, today. We appreciate Adam and his uh, work with us on the state of the program. Eric, uh, I'll see you uh, later today uh, on the practice field. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian, uh, all the guys on offense, all the guys on defense. Um, if there's anything that you think we need to be looking for, you mentioned Quinn Ewers' feet and footwork, mm -hmm. uh, Jalen Catalan's health, Isaiah Nayor's health. Um, any particular rotation you're looking at, like a cornerback, uh, possibly offensive line on the interior now that Cole Hudson is expected to be full go, as well as DJ Campbell, things like that? Yeah, I was about to say uh, Campbell and Hudson for sure. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, they mentioned today that they are yesterday that they're going to work Hudson at uh, center with uh, Connor Robertson. Um, I think that makes sense because they already know that they're going to try to get Campbell some looks as well. So they might as well get Hudson uh, cross training with, with center. But I, I do want to see how those initial uh, when they when they initially roll out in drills, um, if it's Hudson first or Campbell first, uh, that could be quite telling. You know, um, that's definitely one to watch. Uh, that That's really the only one on, at, on the offensive line, I think, is really under control. Uh, uh, competition, a, a real competition right now. Obviously, Neto is, is going to push Hayden, but we expect Hayden to have a really good August. Uh, so that one, not so much. Uh, maybe Will Linebacker. Um, you know, you always want to see if, uh, you know, you measure uh, Maurice Blackwell's weight gain in ounces, not pounds. Maybe maybe he's up to, to 208.5 or something. Um, but I think he's going to play a lot. Uh, you know, he, he gained some mention today uh, or yesterday with Will, with uh, Sarkeesian. Um, uh, competing with Benda, he said that that was a, a competition that was still going to go through through fall camp. I like Benda to win out, but I like both to play quite a bit. You know, you just want to put your eyes on those guys and and, uh, and see how the coaches uh, are are uh, rotating them. I'm interested also, Eric, uh, to see how these freshmen have looked. We got that first look at a lot of them. I think 13 of them came in at mid-year, and now we had several more come in this offseason. It'll be our first real look at Derek Williams. Warren mm -hmm. Roberson, Jelani McDonald, alongside the guys. Trevor Goosby is another one, big offensive tackle uh, that came in at, just uh, here in the month of May. It'll be our first look at those guys as well. Uh, I'm excited about that. So a lot of, I mean, just a lot of stuff going on right now on the 40 acres. Uh, Eric Nalin, publisher, Inside Texas, thanks for your time. Um, we'll be more today. We'll have more from the practice fields. For Eric, I'm Bobby. This has been... Stay the program. Thanks.